The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something special. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Rainmaker FM, the digital marketing podcast network. It's built on the Rainmaker platform which empowers you to build your own digital marketing and sales platform. Start your free 14-day trial at rainmakerplatform.com. These are the Writer Files, a tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of working writers. From online content creators to fictionists, journalists, entrepreneurs, and beyond. I'm your host, Kelton Reed, writer, podcaster, and mediaphile. And each week, we'll find out how great writers keep the ink flowing, the cursor moving, and avoid writer's block. From wildly successful transmedia serial writer to internationally published author, this week's guest, Michelle Miller, has tapped into her former life in high finance, to create a hit franchise in the underwriting. Billed as social satire, Ms. Miller's original 12-part serial drew angel investors that helped her to build it into a viral multimedia maelstrom. Her marriage of the cutthroat worlds of both investment banking and tech landed her a traditional publishing deal, and her debut novel is now being developed into a TV series. Join us for this two-part interview. In part two of the file, Michelle Miller and I discuss the slippery definition of creativity, how curiosity and authenticity are essential to great writing, why you need to be cool like a cucumber, Shakespeare's renewed social relevance on the Writer Files podcast, and how traveling creates a vulnerability that can open your mind. If you missed the first half of the Q&A, you can find it at writerfiles.fm and in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Well, let's seg into your creativity a bit and talk about, um, well, my first question is, can you define creativity in your own words? No. <laughs> I think, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like people tell me that I'm creative, but I don't really see it because it's like, to me, it's like trying to articulate what you see when you see the color green. It's like, I don't know. It's just, it's green. You know, um, I think creativity for me, I, I guess it's just, it's the norm of the way I see the world. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a really hard, hard assignment. Hard assignment. To define creativity. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm ducking from it. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, for, for the record, 
for the record, she did not answer that question. <laughs> there is no right answer. Um, so when, when do you personally feel the most creative? Well, no, that's interesting. Cause that might be an interesting way of getting at the former question. But, um, when I am free of self judgment, I think for me, I, I am so, I mean, self criticism is just like a fetish for me. And, and I can get into these periods of such intense judgment about myself that, that I can't let any idea even breathe you know, before I cut it off. It's just like the, the moment you have an idea, it's immediately, no, that, this is why that wouldn't work. And this is why, you know, you couldn't do that. And, um, and so I think for me, the moments when I'm, when I'm most creative or when I'm kind of liberated from that, which frankly is just when, you know, when, uh, when, when you're, when you're happy, when you're, when you're feeling fulfilled personally and, um, and when you, when you're surrounded, you know, by people and things that sort of help you to cut off that, that judgment and let you, and, and, you know, make you feel validated to just run with things. Hmm. Do you have any creative muse right now? Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that the creative muses in my life have always just been frankly, like, um, the people that I respect enough so that when they, when they see me kind of saying it's not going to work or I can't for this reason. They're just like, shut up. It is, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, those people in your life that they're just like, just stop. Like, it's going to be fine, you know, and, and you actually trust them enough to listen. Um, those are, those are the people that are really, I think, great for my creativity. So in your opinion, what do you think makes a writer truly great? Curiosity. I think curiosity. And a genuine, a genuine interest, an authentic interest in whatever they're writing about. You know, I think that that's, I've read books that I could not care less about the subject matter, but because the writer really genuinely, authentically cares, it, it makes it really fun to read. What do you think makes a writer great? I'm curious your answer to that question. I think it's a, a point of view, often a point of view that captures that passion and that interest that you're that you're referring to and i don't know it's sometimes it's, it's almost like a, um, a it's not a different way of looking at things because that's that's kind of that's kind of the easy part it's it's almost like a, a different way of interpreting um the language to describe the different way of of looking at things yeah there's always i mean there has to be multiple levels to how a truly great um, author captures our interest. And I think, you know, again, this is probably an episode unto itself right. worth examining, but uh, thank you for asking. It's <laughs> a good answer. Maybe the real answer is I have no idea. <laughs> but I think you're right that there's something about kind of that having a, a mutual understanding of both audience and subject and an ability to bridge those two those yeah. two things with an articulated point of view. It's, uh, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, do you have any, um, favorite authors at the moment? BJ Novak. I have, uh, <laughs> I have read certain stories in one more thing so many times. It's actually embarrassing. Like I, I find his writing so clever and so clean and it just evokes 
the purest kind of joy for me. I don't know. Do you know this book? It's um, called One More Thing. It's a collection of short stories. And, um, and the first one is a retelling of the tortoise and the hare. It's called The Rematch. And basically the, the hare challenges the tortoise to a rematch and just completely smokes him. <laughs> it's just it's so clever and it's so on point and um and the whole the whole book is just full of these witty little witty little things that you wish that you'd thought of yourself um so that's definitely i i really really dig his writing at the moment i'll have to find that one do you have a best loved quote right now mm, oh i love I, I have so many quotes um this one's going to sound crazy. Right now, I'm really fixated on this Sanskrit mantra about that's basically, I'm not going to try and do it in the Sanskrit because that will just um, make everybody who actually knows it hate, hate me. But, um, but it's, it's basically saying, be like a cucumber over and over and over. And the first time I heard it, I was like, oh God, this hippie, shit, I can't deal. And then someone finally explained what that means. And, um, and basically, describing that a cucumber when you watch it grow basically the cucumber uses the stem to to fill up with with nutrients and minerals and the stuff that make it a cucumber and it gets so full that eventually it just very gracefully loses the need for the stem and that's why and falls off and that's why cucumbers are very rounded at the end as opposed to like a squash that keeps the stem or the connection and so this whole mantra is kind of about life about aspiring to fill fill yourself so much and 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 take in life so much that you become so so full that you just very gracefully lose the lose the need to be attached to anything and um and i just find that such an such a beautiful thought um and such a lovely way of acknowledging that you need attachments in order to receive to receive life but you also at some point you know become so fulfilled that you don't need the things that you used to need and and then that's fine and that's life and and I guess I also like it because I think it reminds me you know it's this mantra that again at first you kind of roll your eyes at it and then you're like oh that's that's what it means and and I love things that sort of make me uh make me step back and realize that I've gotten it wrong and 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 encourage me to kind of look a little bit deeper at everything to see to see what it's really about just a quick pause to mention that The Writer Files is brought to you by the Rainmaker platform, the complete website solution for content marketers and online entrepreneurs. Find out more and take a free 14-day test drive at rainmaker.fm platform. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. So let's do a couple fun ones. Okay. <laughs> 
after that light topic. <laughs> do you have a favorite literary character? I do. Isabel Archer, Henry James, Portrait of a Lady. I love her so much. And the fact that her life ends up so badly is one of my greatest conundrums and struggles as a human being. <laughs> it always, every, every female character that I love, it never, it never really works out well for. It's very sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's my favorite for sure. And if you could choose one author from any era for an all expense paid dinner to anywhere, who, who would you choose and where would you go? I love this question. I would choose Shakespeare, but only if he were single, because I am absolutely certain I would fall in love with him. And I would want to, uh, where would I go? I don't know, wherever, wherever he wanted to go. Cause I have an idea. I mean, I have a feeling his idea would be better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? How would you answer that question? That's a great question. I'm not sure I can answer that question, but uh, Shakespeare is a positively fantastic answer. I think possibly because he might not be an actual real person. <laughs> and so many authors have chosen Shakespeare because... Really? Oh, that wasn't an original answer? Well, it's a great answer. I mean, it is an original <laughs> answer. Um, I th And I think... Uh, well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a spoiler here because the, the episode would have already aired. My previous guest said uh, Shakespeare, and then he said, "No, I wouldn't take it out. I would pick a scientist." And he said Kepler, and then he's like, "It would be really really interesting." And he's googling it, and he's like, "Oh, well, they're contemporaries. They were born like nine years apart or something like that." So this is like a completely plausible um, dinner, at least in their time which was a very strange, but he, he's a, um, a hard sci-fi author. Um, this guy, Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian. And he demanded a dinner party. <laughs> but I was going to say, I was going to say, you can have more than one if you want. Oh, Shakespeare. I would also like to go out for cocktails and Manny Petties with, uh, with Edith Wharton. What a gem of a human being. And I would like to have a cocktail with, with Fitzgerald. I love that whole, that whole era of writers. Well, how can, no, how can you not? Shakespeare were a real person. For sure. Well, okay. To, to backtrack then, I would say uh, Jay McInerney and, mm. and Brett, Brett Easton Ellis, who I actually compare your work to um, <laughs> in some fashion because I it really right. got a strong sense of uh, Brett Easton Ellis in the underwriting. So, uh, less, the, less the really creepy murders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. That's a huge compliment. I will absolutely <laughs> take that compliment and go buy some heavy stock business cards. Uh, um, I love that. I love, I love American Psycho. I love Less Than Zero even more. I think that that was, uh, God, such a bone-chilling, yeah. bone-chillingly good book. Agreed. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, I, I guess what I hope... I hate I hate doing playing the gender thing. Um, so I'm saying that, and then I'm going to go do it. But I do think that the underwriting, at least, it does feel like a like a feminine, a more feminine take on Wall Street. You know, just kind of the if there had to be sort of the emotional experience as opposed to masculine outcome take on on what that world is about. I think that that was really what I was trying to do. So I hope it feels, you know, a little a little bit different in that sense from from a, a Tom Wolfe or a Freddie Stanellis take take on banking. 
Well, it's completely original, so I, I wouldn't say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic writing. It's very compelling. And if listeners haven't found it, they must find it now. <laughs> right this second. <laughs> so um, who or what would you say has been your greatest teacher? I think, I think traveling. And traveling. I, I've been really, really lucky to, to do a lot of traveling. It, it hasn't been glamorous traveling, but I just have always loved, uh, you know, getting the cheap ticket to the random random country and, and just sort of figuring it out once I get there. And I think there's, there is nothing like being in a country where you can't communicate with words to, I think, make you curious and to make you humbled and to make you vulnerable in ways that make you really aware of something, something greater in humanity, you know, of, of just that when you can connect to it with someone who you can't, you don't share the language and you don't share the culture. Um, I don't know. I just, I love the way that that, that that makes me feel. Yeah. And the, and the way that that just kind of opens your mind. So I think that that's been, I probably learned more from traveling than anything else. Hmm. Have you done any travel journalism yourself? That's interesting. I don't know that I would do travel journalism. I think it's more, um, I think I was only thinking of uh, Liz Gilbert, yeah, who did, who I think was doing, you know, kind of doing travel journalism project that turned into the Eat, Pray, Love. Interesting. Um, I should do. I would love to get like paid. It's <laughs> a great idea. Uh, God, I could listen to Liz Gilbert talk all day long about writing. She's brilliant. Um, no, like I had a really uh, amazing. I when I was in business school, I um, we took like a business school trip to India. And, and we met with lots of com companies and it was very much wear suits, you know, um, and, and talk about the economy, which was all very interesting. But I stayed on afterwards and um, went up to Kashmir, which was really stupid because it was December. And it turns out that the Himalayas are incredibly cold in December. <laughs> Surprise. And, like, so <laughs> and I'm, so, I'm just like, oh, yeah, well, I'll figure it out once I get there. It's like I walk into this store to get, you know, here's this totally white blonde girl showing up in the Himalayas in December. And I went into a convenience store to buy water. And uh, I was like, why do you refrigerate the water when it's so cold out? And then they take it out of the bottle and or out of the out of the refrigerator. And the whole thing turns to ice in seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> they put it in the refrigerator to stay <laughs> to stay warm. <laughs> it's incredible. Unreal. But anyway, but uh, so that was an insane trip where, you know, at one point we were hiking and ended up like in this little monastery with this Buddhist monk who lived by himself in a cave. And, uh, and he just invited us in and we just sat for two hours and had tea and didn't say anything. And, and you, it was just like the most surreal experience. And how do you, I don't even know how you capture that uh how you would capture that in words or journalism or like how do you how do you replicate that for another tourist i don't know it was just such a magical moment and i think when you're traveling you're you're just more at least i travel without an agenda i always travel without an agenda and then you're just so open to to what life has to 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 bring you and i think that's that's when you learn the most isn't it when you're actually open to learning so hmm. yeah it's a great story <laughs> so do you have any advice for fellow writers on how to keep the ink flowing and the cursor moving? Oh, um, 
this is going to sound a little bit funny. I think that fear and anger are really worthless emotions. <laughs> uh, I think both are, like, I understand why we as homo sapiens have fear and anger, but I kind of feel like, like, modern society, we we don't really need that. Like, we're not running from from uh, lions in the Serengeti anymore, so maybe we don't really need to be <laughs> to have like that that paralyzing fear in our in our DNA anymore, and and I say that because I think when I get really blocked writing, it's usually because I'm really afraid, um, and I'm afraid of what people are going to think, and I'm afraid that I'm not going to do it well, and I'm afraid that you know that that everything's going to fall apart because I didn't write that sentence right, you know, and um, or I think I get really angry, and I'm just like I'm just going to write about this, and then it just creates stuff that I'm not I'm not I'm never proud of anything that I write in an angry moment. Um, I'm never proud of any decisions that I make that I make from anger, and so I think that like just getting to a place of calm without those two those two emotions is um, at least for me the best way to kind of keep my writing flowing the way that I want it to, you know. And then once it's flowing the way that it, you want it to, then then it's very easy to keep going. So where can fellow scribes connect with you out there? Right now, I'm big on Instagram. That's that's my new thing, and that's um, at xx Michelle Miller, or Twitter is just at Michelle Miller. I have the most common name in the world, so that was the most exciting thing in the world to me to get Michelle, just the Michelle Miller Twitter handle. <laughs> um, and then on my website, hashtag mm.com, um, that's got all of my work, and there's a contact form and all my socials as well. Excellent. And I had one final uh, question for you. Yes. As you embark on your television production adventure, tell us, did, have you seen Silicon Valley? The, the I have. Mike Judge. So show? good. It's so good. <laughs> um, does that I intersect it, with your uh, world at all? Or is, oh, it, is it too farcical? If only I could be so funny. In my next life, I'm going to come back as a comedian and <laughs> write that show. Um, yes and no. I mean, the, the series really, I think, I think of the underwriting and the books that are following afterwards really as about kind of the new economy and how are, and how is the new economy being financed and sort of this intersection of finance and technology. Um, so, you know, the first book is about the IPO of this dating app. The second book is a different deal. Um, so it's definitely, it's, it's more serious, but certainly has its humor elements. But I think just in terms of pure comedy, especially if you've lived in Silicon Valley, I mean, holy, <laughs> they just nail it. The Peter Thiel character is just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. I think that's that scene where he's counting the sesame seeds. <laughs> yeah. So I think that show is completely brilliant, but I do think that this one will be very different. Well, that's really exciting to hear that um, that is being created by you and probably a handful of other writers, I'm imagining. Yeah, yeah. Um, when can we look for that? Uh, T TBD. I think Hollywood is such a funny world. It doesn't move at all, and then it moves very quickly. And yeah. then, you know, sometimes projects get stalled for 12 years, and sometimes they happen in six months. So I'm not I'm not getting my hopes up on anything, but I will definitely be keeping all those, those updates coming on, uh, awesome. on my website. Awesome. Well, best of luck with that. Thank and you. And with your follow-up um, to your hit Runaway. And um, look forward to seeing more transmedia as well. Yes. And I am, uh, I spent the last year sort of developing a lot of other ideas with other writers. So um, 
So hopefully a lot more transmedia serials coming in the next year as well. Excellent to hear. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Oh, thank you. This was really fun. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again. If you enjoy the Writer Files podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers to find us. Thanks for joining me for the second half of this tour through the writer's process. Now get back to work. For more episodes of The Writer Files or to leave us a comment or a question, just drop by writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you soon.